Hi, everyone. This is Eric Steven um, of Three Innings Save Podcast. Just a note uh, before listening to this episode, uh, we recorded this on Sunday night. It is now uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, we recorded before uh, news broke that Julio Urias was arrested um, on um, suspicion of felony domestic violence. Um, so he's kind of in limbo right now, but just know that any sort of discussions we had about him, the Dodgers rotation, uh, came before this news. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, released a statement. Uh, he did not travel with the team. Uh, this is the statement quote. We are aware of an incident involving Julio Urias. While we attempt to learn all the facts, he will not be traveling with the team. The organization has no further comment at this time. Um, Urias was originally scheduled to start on Thursday against the Marlins. Uh, he's not traveling on the road trip, so that won't happen. I would imagine uh, he'll be placed on administrative leave at that at some point by MLB under the purview of the joint domestic violence policy, which has been in place since 2015. Uh, Urias was suspended uh, for 20 games in 2019 for a separate incident. Um and, uh, yeah, it's, this is obviously terrible news, but just, just wanted to put that out there, um, that, uh, we did discuss Julio Urias in this episode, but again, recorded before, uh, we knew this. So just take that with a grain of salt anyway. And here's, here's the rest of the episode. Thanks for listening. to the four inning save podcast are you going to do this every time ryan yarbo hey, does it yeah we we have a four inning save this week so i i think that's the there's nothing else i think dodgers wise to talk about so we're, the we're dodgers break down could have lost pitch. every game this week and it still would have been a successful week they didn't lose every game this week they lost uh, three in a row that felt a little little painful we're gonna break those down we have some questions from craig we have uh, in the week started off great, so we we can kind of uh, reminisce it's about September that. now. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, they yeah. lost their August magic, I guess. Uh, yep. They won today. We're recording this on Sunday, and yeah, we're gonna break down. And then it being September, one giantly expanded rosters. Not really. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, we can start kind of thinking of playoffs and rosters and all of that. So we'll get all of that after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I don't want to make excuses because the Dodgers, especially the offense, looked a little, a little anemic uh, in the series against the Braves. But outside of one of the games, all of them were pretty close. It's over, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> no, no uh, yeah. Well, it's just like one of those things, right? You go into it to like the very clearly two top teams in the National League. Like when they started the series, um, the Dodgers passed the Orioles, so they had the two best records in baseball at that point. I have not actually. I haven't checked. I'm assuming the Orioles won more than one uh, over the weekend, so maybe they passed <laughs> them. But um, yeah, and you're like, well, it, it, as always, like what happens now is great, but like it really does. Like what happens in October is going to measure this. So like you don't want to like overreact. That said, fun as hell series. Yeah. Like just generally, um, and the Dodgers <laughs> got their heads kicked in, or the, like the starting pitchers did. So like. Yeah, it was – it's like – so you break it down, right? Like, first two games – or, the, I'm sorry, the last two games, very close pitching duels, like, you know, pretty much throughout. The first two games, Braves got six-run leads early. Dodgers tried to come back uh, and nearly did on Thursday because uh, – we'll get to this, but it was still August, so uh, Mookie Betts had, had the, the magic stuff with him. Um, nearly brought them back. Um but yeah, like it was just like a, it, it was a different situation. I would say like, well, may, this is almost certainly recency bias, but the most impressive takeaway from the series for me was Bobby Miller. Um, he pitched Sunday, and he uh, he won, um, which as you noted uh, was rare for the Dodgers against the Braves this weekend. That was their only win of the series. He so he went seven innings, a career high. That he sort of like flirted with this the last month or so like three of his last five starts he's pitched into the seventh uh in arizona a couple weeks back they uh, it's a scoreless tie brought out for the seventh he allowed a single and a walk and they pulled him and then um dodgers got out of that they ended up winning later um last week in cleveland uh miller had a lead um pitched into the seventh got an out also allowed a single and a walk and then left with the lead then Caleb Ferguson uh, went in and had one of his Ohio games. He's had like two blow-up games in Ohio this year, um, uh, and that was one of them. The, uh, the um, Guardians scored five runs, the first two of which were charged to Miller, who got the loss. But, but he's like generally been pitching very, very well and pitching deep into games. And then to, today, Sunday, um, he had retired – uh, it was he. It was two nothing. The Dodgers were leading. He had retired sixteen in a row at, at a certain point, and then uh, Matt Olson with two outs in the seventh, the deepest Miller's ever been in a game, um, hit a home run like <laughs> in the back of the bullpen and in right field where the where the Braves are. Uh, what was funny, like the the Braves hit eight home runs in the first three games of the series. Matt Olson. On Sunday, that was his 44th home run, which leads the majors this year. He was 0 for 15 before that home run. <laughs> like so, the out of all the the offense the Braves were doing, Matt Olson wasn't like joining the parade until then. And then uh, they let Miller walk the next guy, his first walk, his only walk. Um, and then they let him finish the inning. So like little steps steps of growth here. So he leaves with a two run lead. The Dodgers tack on insurance. They end up winning after the game. Um, I saw some of the, the post game. I didn't go today because Sunday's a busy day, but, um, he said Miller's in consideration for a playoff spot. And my first thing was like, yeah, like, have you seen the rest of the rotation? Like, look around buddy. Like who else is there? Uh, but I, I think it's also good for him to say that, like just generally out loud, like, you know, very clearly. Cause I, I was, I was talking with someone on, um, Saturday before the game. We're just talking about how up and down everything is because there's at times where you're like, well, it's very clearly going to be like Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw games one and two. But then you're like, what What do we know about Clayton Kershaw since he's come back? We don't – about his shoulder, right? He still hasn't like pitched deep into a game. 
like, uh, and then you're like, well, Lance Lynn goes deep every time. He really hadn't had, and then like his last few starts, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but then like, and then Urias like has had like w- w- too many like just clunkers. Like his er his ERA is four sixty. Like yeah. obviously there's more to pitching than that, but like bad year. He's in <laughs> a bad year. Like he, but at times like you're like he's he's fine. And then I I said just to be on record, I, I said this before Sunday. I was like, there's times too where you're like, like. Is Bobby Miller the game one starter? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like it's, it's, it's. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But like, or not this year. But, um, that's how how like, sort of like it just cyclical almost. Like it, you, it's just who's ever pitching best at the time, and he's he's been con- like consistently like getting better. Like obviously there's like growing pains and stuff that he's gone through. Um, but he's he's looked really good and the stuff's great. Um, so like, that's, that's a big positive, I think. But again, we're sitting here recording on September 3rd, the, um, NL division series doesn't start till October 7th. So a lot will get decided uh, between now and then. But I, I, if I was a betting man and I am, um, well, I I can't say that. I don't really bet that much, (laughs) but, um, just generally I'm in favor of the the prospect of betting. Uh, Miller's starting in the playoffs. Yeah. there's no question. Like, they'll figure out a way. Um, the other another takeaway was, my God, Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> what a what a ridiculous talent. Uh, so Friday comes along. He came in with 29 home runs, so he's sitting on 30. He already had 61 steals to that point. So he had his 30th home run, a grand slam that sort of started the downhill. Uh, uh, you know, put the Dodgers way behind. And that was a bomb. It wasn't his biggest bomb. We'll get to that in a second. But, like, um, what a day for him. He got married, like, the day of that game. <laughs> um, and then and then did that. He stole the base later. First 30-60 guy ever. He's at 32 and 63 right now as we're talking. 63 steals, which is ridiculous. And, yes, like, the steals are inflated because – like of the rules, but he also leads by like a million in steals. Like he has more than anyone. So like I, you can't discount it like too much, but uh, just awesome. He homered in the first three games of the series. Um, he stole a base Thursday and Friday. Had he stolen a base Saturday, he would have, there's only been, I, I should have asked this as the trivia, even though it's not Dodger related, but there's only been two players ever with a home run and a stolen base in the three straight games. Uh, and it's uh, one who you might think of, Bobby Abreu, 2004. And then Adalberto Mondesi, 2020. <laughs> Every, everyone knows that. Um, so the funny part is, so the home run Saturday was off Emmett Sheehan. We'll get to him a little bit later because he sort of factors in how this whole week was a little weird. Um, the I think... I. I, won't, I don't remember, have it in front of me, but I think it was 121.2 miles an hour off the bat, right? And I, I'm pretty. It was the the hardest hit like home run this year, I want to say, and like just crazy. But Emmett Sheehan after the game, I forgot his exact quote, but he said he said it sounded like a jet that went by, <laughs> which is hilarious because it was like a line drive to centers, like whoosh, like. So I get it, um, but I, th- I think the takeaway again, like. Not that, like, necessarily – I mean, it, it just showed in the series. I, I think the Braves are pretty clearly, like, the top dog in the National League. They lead the Dodgers by six games. They have, a like, a better, deeper offense. Like, the Dodgers legitimately have, like, the second-best offense, I'm pretty sure, in the majors. Like, not just by run score, but, like, a bunch of categories. They're, you could argue, like, here and there. But, like, the Braves are literally slugging 500 as a team, right? Mm-hmm. right? Like, it's like, what are, what are we doing? Um, more reliable starting pitching, I would say. Um, the Dodgers got clunkers from Lance Lynn. He gave up three home runs. Uh, he's going to give up home runs, right? But seven runs in his outing. Urias gave up three home runs. He gave up five runs total. Uh, he's given up a lot of home runs this year, too. Um, but it was also clear, like at least from the Dodgers' side, that like both teams have gigantic division leads, so they're like... They're just kind of trying to keep everyone regular, stay healthy, get ready for October type of a thing. They're not pushing like pedal to the metal every single inning. 
like for instance Friday's game um, I think you texted me when this happened um, the Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman were pulled where they're down six nothing and then um, sure enough I don't rem- I can't I, w- I was gonna listen back to last week's episode I can't remember what I said but I'm pretty sure we we're, we're talking about how like who's gonna be called up. And it was like, I guess Miguel Vargas, but, like, it could be Colton Wong, right? Yeah. Because, like, there's just no there, – it wasn't clear, right? So, Colton Wong, and I guess um, the driver they, – they call up Colton Wong. Um, the driver part of it was he did have an opt-out clause and was like, oh, I might sign elsewhere. And they're like, okay, we'll call you up. But, but like, um, sure enough, he so he pinch hits for Freddie Freeman in the eighth inning down 6-0. And hits a three-run home run in his first Dodger <laughs> bet, which was hilarious. Uh, and they that was sort of the, the – the Dodgers also put two runners on later that inning, yeah. which was wild. And then, like – and then, you know, didn't score. So that sort of ended that comeback attempt. But um, the Dodgers – so the Dodgers also inserted Emmett Sheehan rather than – they could have had Bobby Miller go Saturday on four days rest and then Clayton Kershaw Sunday on four days rest. But they're like – well, we're, we're going to give people extra rest when we can. So Miller got pushed to Sunday. Uh, turns out it was pretty good Sunday, so that worked. But, like, um, so they insert Emmett Sheehan, right, Who uh, for a spot start to, like, push back the rotation. Um, Sheehan had only pitched, like, three times in the month or so in AAA since he was optioned. They hadn't really stretched him out. Like, he, he'd, he'd only gone four innings max twice. So he's not, they haven't like specifically said this, but he's basically like kind of in a wind down at this point, like where he's over his 2022 innings total, but it's not egregiously so. Like they're not like redlining him or anything, but um, he pitched really well Saturday, but he also just went four innings. He threw 76 pitches. He struck out six, only allowed a run, and it was a Cunha homer, of course. Um, but to, so that's sort of, you know, showed what, like, how this sort of series was treated, or it's just still a game on the schedule, right? Like, they're just trying to get by. And to sort of cover those those post-Sheehan inning Saturday, the Dodgers used their four available right-handers in the bullpen, and they got, like, everyone they faced through two outs in the ninth inning. Um, Alex Vesia was called in to get Matt Olson uh, to end the ninth. That was a tie game. So the Dodgers bullpen currently, we've talked about this on a few episodes, they have nine pitchers now because it's expanded rosters rather than eight. Um, Only five of them are right-handed. Gus Varlin is the other right-hander. He did not pitch Saturday, but that was only because he threw two innings the night before and 39 pitches. So, but like there's nobody else like particularly close to returning. Um, Joe Kelly threw another bullpen session. He's going to probably need another one and maybe facing hitters before a rehab assignment. I don't like being back like this coming week doesn't seem feasible, but maybe the week after Michael Grove, like in theory could be back like this next weekend. They did say he's not, he's, he's going to be in the bullpen if he's used at all. Um, he's been throwing in Arizona. He's been out with a lat injury. Um, He's supposed to join Oklahoma City like early this coming week for a rehab assignment. Um, he might join the Dodgers in Washington D.C., which is next weekend. But like, I don't think they're going to rush him, right? And so then you have like Yancy Almonte, who hasn't thrown off a mound. Uh, he, we're going on four or almost four weeks since he got hurt. Um, da- Daniel Hudson has thrown in Arizona, still feeling soreness in his knee. Long shot to make it. Blake Trinan. Uh, was uh, in Oklahoma City on rehab. He's feeling so- shoulder soreness to the point where he's day-to-day to, as Dave Roberts put it, even continuing the rehab assignment. So, like, he's off the radar at this point. So, like, the hope is that maybe come October, like, one of the two starter types could be factors in the bullpen, like, to add to that. Like, Grove is sort of fits that. Uh, but I think Ryan Pepio is the mold here. Like the the guy, he's he was great. I think in his three starts so far. Um, weirdly, uh, it's not that weird if you know why, figure out why. But like they optioned Pepio on Thursday to activate Shelby Miller from the IL rather than just call Miller up Friday when rosters expanded. So so if Pepio if he's not called up by this coming Sunday, and he he, he can't be called back that soon unless he's replacing like an injured pitcher so or injured someone 
he'll conveniently fall short of accruing a full year of service time this year. Uh, so now, just to be clear, like he, it's not. This is not like. Um, I mean, he has made a couple top hundred lists, but it's, he's not like a a lock, right, to be like in the majors continuously. So this isn't like a open and shut case, but it sets up a situation where like if he's good enough and sticks in the rotation next year, then like sort of goes forward and he's just like a guy who's a really good pitcher for them. They'll delay his free agency by a year because mm-hmm. by this move right now, you, you don't want to like say like that's the sole reason, but it's a, it's a convenient uh, byproduct of this move, but it's weird because they also, he's like their fifth starter right now. I know they called up Sheehan for the spot start and he was still around Sunday um, so he might get another turn, uh, this coming week, uh, but weird move. But if you look back, uh, the Dodgers did this very blatantly. So in 2018 with Walker Bueller, uh, they optioned him over the all-star break, uh, where it was one of those, like, um, he maybe missed one start, but it was like, not really because it was the all-star break. Um, he fell at the end of the year, four days shy of a full year. And Bueller would have been a free agent after this year instead of 2024. Um, but speaking of Bueller and speaking of 2023 and 2024, um, both of those years are relevant with Bueller now because he started a rehab assignment on Sunday uh, with Oklahoma City. Um, two perfect innings, two strikeouts. He allowed a couple hard hit balls. They were kind of right at people, but nothing egregious. Um, he was averaging 94.4 miles an hour on the fastball. He's like down, a, uh, it was 95.3 the last two years, but first start back like that's really good he topped out at 96 like he's i think physically fine um he's gonna make at least three rehab starts before potentially joining the dodgers rob dave roberts did say uh bueller will start uh if he's back um even if he's not built up like they'll just have him be the first pitcher um and like he like i think right away they know he's not going to be fully built up so I think the quote from Roberts the other day was, uh, it's not going to be 5 and 75. Right? Like, I mean, it will be eventually, and hopefully, in theory. But mm-hmm. uh, So, like, so if you're looking at that, so two more rehab starts from the third. Let's build in, like, a, uh, a couple rest days here and there. So you're, like, 15. You're maybe looking at him back around the 20th or 21st to the Dodgers, which is, like, you know... I guess you could probably get him into two major league games, maybe three, depending on how the how it plays out. Um, so that there, it's going to be close. But like, also, it'd be roughly thirteen months since his second Tommy John surgery, which is remarkable. So obviously, there's still steps to go before he's like, well, Bueller's a guy in the playoff rotation, yeah. you know, like, but. It's more tangible now because yeah. he's worn a uniform and played a game, and like and I watched him pitch. Similar yeah. to the, you know, is Bobby Miller going to start? Uh, it's like, look what else we got, <laughs> right? Uh, a uh, questionable Walker Bueller, probably better than almost every name they, they could also throw out. So now I think what they want to avoid is like we we talked about this like the the last two years post seasons, they have not had four healthy starting pitchers. Now twenty twenty one was the worst possible timing for Clayton Kershaw's injury because it was like the last Friday of the regular season and then like well we have nobody else like yeah. so um 2022 was like well we think Tony Gonsolin's gonna be fine even though he hasn't pitched in five weeks um he clearly wasn't um and you don't want Bueller to be in that territory right um sure. so like he's at least pitching now and like building up so it's it's less that um but I think there's also like you know, especially from a second Tommy John, like there's going to be performance stuff. Like he might not have his control, like at a certain points. So like you, that that's going to be something to weigh as well. But just you know, if he's if he's an option, great. Like you know, if he can make his way back. But it, like I said, it, it it did. It was pretty nice to like just see him pitching again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, just catching up on some other stuff. Uh, I know we were talking about last week how, how crazy, like, uh, hot at the plate Mookie Betts was. Continued that through the end of August, which was Thursday. He won. Uh, they announced MLB, like, I, 
I never know how this works. Like, I know, like, a business, right? You have, like, in theory, there's, like, a holiday weekend or whatever. And so maybe you're not going to announce something right away. Like, Thursday was August 31st. So you could, I guess you could have announced players, player of the month or something on Friday. Holiday weekend, I get it. So then I kind of figured they're just probably going to wait till Tuesday, you know, because it's whatever, Labor Day weekend. But then, like, oh, Sunday night, here's MLB with the awards. Like, okay, sure. Uh, uh, but Mookie Betts won Player of the Month in August, which was the most obvious thing in the world. Um, in August, he set L.A. Dodgers records for uh, hits with 51. Uh, I think so. The, the the last guy with more hits by a Dodger was uh, Lefty O'Doul in 1931 or two. I don't remember which year. And with runs scored with 35. Uh he hit a robust 455, 516, 839, <laughs> um, 11 home runs, 30 RBIs. So uh, halfway decent month. Um, but then I then he went hitless in his first two games of September. He did he did have three hits Sunday, so he's back. He's back. He's doing it again. <laughs> no, um, but somewhat surprising because you hadn't really heard much about this, and I guess it's not he was obviously because he wasn't putting up Mookie Betts numbers. But James Outman, Rookie of the Month for August, that's his second one this year. Um, he so he hit he's he was on that streak where since like the All Star break for a certain point into mid August he had like a 500 on base percentage but so for for August 277 408 482 five homers 15 RBI 17 runs also won it in April so he's the he's only the second Dodger to win Rookie of the Month twice uh, Cody Bellinger did it in his first two full months in May and June in 2017. That award, which I did not realize till today, has existed since 2001. And there's something regarding that momentarily. Um, I wonder what. We don't have a Dodgers Rewind uh, this coming week. But I looked. I wanted to mention, because of Mookie Betts' hot streak last week, he was uh, 16 for 26 at one point. And I was just trying to look up, like, crazy six-game stretches because, you know, he, he was hitting, like, 615 or whatever it was. And you just want to see, like, who else kind of did that. And then one popped out that was, like, so shocking. Um, but I looked. So Jimmy Johnston in 1923, he played all over the infield for Brooklyn. Um, I believe he was playing mostly shortstop this year. Um, he had a, a stretch in 1923 where he was 24 for 29. <laughs> like, how is that possible? Um, but we actually did a Dodgers Rewind back on john on johnston in february 2020 the format was different than we didn't do separate podcasts for the rewind so we like mixed it in kind of like we're doing now and i look back at the notes um it's like one of the few times where i'm like hey i'm glad i keep notes like but like (laughs) no but i didn't i don't i didn't at least write in the notes the 24 for 29 i he did have a stretch of six straight games with three or more hits which was notable because i think um since then, George Brett is the only person to do that um, in, like, 1976. There was someone in the 1890s. I forgot who it was. But, like, that's that's really good. But um, I was looking up. There's not a, there wasn't a ton on, like, newspapers.com, like, old stuff. Um, but there was, like, a full-on, like, headline. It says, Jimmy Johnston hits 828 in games for one week. I believe this was in the Boston Globe, I want to say. I'm just going to quote from this. Uh, a wonderful week's batting record, the best in the major leagues this year, and one of the best probably in history, was completed by Jimmy Johnston of Brooklyn when in yesterday's doubleheader he wrapped out eight safe hits in nine times at bat. Um, during the week, beginning last Sunday, he made 24 hits in 29 times at bat for an average of 828. His harvest included seven doubles, <laughs> a triple, and two home runs. Uh, baseball writing was awesome so they they put like the sort of um you know the list of games and how many hits and and um total bases and runs he had in those games one of the games they got wrong in that they have him as four for four when he was four for five but i'm just gonna so the the streak actually started so they they're counting the june 24th game the full game which he when he was one for two i think he he walked and then he he maybe also got hit by a pitch. My thing got cut off. Um, I I sort of cropped the uh, the game log, but he ended that game with a single. Uh, his in his last at bat, and then next game goes five for five. 
next game after that, three for four, or three for four uh, hitting. Wait, did he hit for the cycle? He hit for the cycle. Yeah. Um, so that he had a, a, a hit in his first at bat in that game. So he had seven straight hits at one point. Then in that doubleheader that was mentioned in the the Boston Globe article, he started out by making an out, and then he went had four hits in his last four at bats in game one, four for four in game two. So. During this streak, he had streaks of seven straight at-bats with a hit at eight straight at-bats with a hit. And then if you take those away, he was still uh, seven for 14 in the other at-bats. So, like, what a ridiculous what a ridiculous streak. Um, so, yeah, that, I just wanted to bring that up because I was I, – I think every time it comes up, I'm astonished by it because that seems impossible. And if I'm reading this um, right, it looks like he was a single shy of the cycle. Am I reading that right? Three hits. Oh yeah, only three hits that day. Okay, that's what a oh, What what confused me? He did actually hit for the cycle, um, like I, two years earlier or something okay. like that. I, I believe he's the second Dodger to hit for the cycle uh, ever. Um, so uh, getting back to, they didn't have um, rookie of the month back when Jimmy Johnson played. He wasn't a rookie in this year, but um, they did have it starting in uh, two thousand one. Two thousand one. Did I get it right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so my question to you is who was the first Dodger to win rookie of the month? Hey, I have some names I can guess. You'll tell me I'm wrong and then you'll tell me the right answer. And I will be amazed that you know it, all of that and questions from Craig, all of that, just, which is just the answer, but also questions from Craig after this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Who was the la- the first? The first Dodger rookie of the... I was <laughs> you know, who was the last? James, <laughs> James Alman. Alman. <laughs> and they awarded it since 2001. I am all... Paying attention here. We, I need to have, get like a, um, a buzzer or like a, uh, not a buzzer, like a, a literal, like an award sound when you get, when you get something <laughs> right, like where, where it's like fanfare and Today. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, so this would have been if, you know, I'll, I'll give you the year if you want. No, no, uh, let me, I'll take a few guesses and then you yeah. can tell me it, assuming it is Closer to the beginning of, of the awarding uh, it, than it definitely is. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Uh, I keep thinking of like free agents and of players acquired in trades. I'm having a hard time thinking of actual rookies. So, uh, my first guess is a little later than 2001. So perhaps it's it's Ron, and you'll tell me. Well, which. Wait, but before 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 you guess, I will tell you. So James Outman is the ninth different Dodger to win a Rookie of the Month award. Okay. So yeah. just to, to give you that. 
Yeah, and I can come up with more than any of some of it just because I was following more, but yeah. in the middle, later odds. Yeah. So first name that came to mind a little few years after it started was Russell Martin. So uh, Russell Martin did not uh, win one. Um, yeah, he did not. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, another guess. I, I remember this player's better year being his sophomore year, but I'm going to guess it anyways. Uh, Cesar is tourist. No, I I want to. I'm going to look this up. I want to say he had like I, a really hot April or May. No, nah, nah, I think that came like a but couple years in. A couple, that was like okay. His, maybe, that might be. I, I have I ended as a see, sophomore year, but I might be wrong. He so he exceeded. He, he when he got to the Dodgers, he had already exceeded rookie limits barely oh, with with Toronto. Got it. Got but it. But even that, like, he didn't hit much until like yeah, 05. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, my last name, and then I'll have you give me a year, and then maybe I'll tap out, depending on how early yeah. it was. Uh, Chad Billingsley. Uh, Chad Billingsley did not win one. Okay. Um, so, and just as a note, the Rookie of the Month does not delineate, so it's like everyone's lumped in together. Yeah, players I figured. Picking. I figured, yeah. Um, so, I'll, the, I'll give you the year for 20, uh, 2002. <sighs> I, I am probably going to just tap out, because that is... That's like the year I vaguely yeah. like I remember in September I actually wanted to watch games, but I hadn't really put it together and I wouldn't wasn't like refreshing during trade deadlines interested in baseball until oh four. So I'm gonna have you tell me. Uh so April two thousand two, uh Kazuhisa Ishii. Uh, he won his first six starts with the Dodgers. The first five starts came in April. He was five and zero. Oh. With a three oh three ERA, he ended up like uh, I think he won- yeah he won fourteen games that year, but also walked one hundred and six batters and he, he he was it was a weird but he was also twenty eight and like just signed a um, I want to say a four year deal out of Japan to come pitch for the Dodgers, so kind of cheating in the rookie nah, thing. That's fine. But my my favorite part about this is that um, so in the Dodgers media guide. Um, they do not li- – oh, so they – okay, the Dodgers – I was going to say they don't list him. They delineate. The Dodgers – in the page that has, like, the list of, like, award winners. And I looked up on Baseball Reference who to double-check. But it says NL Rookie Player of the Month. And then – and it lists all the players here. And then um, and then it has a separate thing at the bottom of the page. NL Rookie Pitcher of the Month, Kaz Ishii, April 20, 2002. So no other Dodgers pitcher has won – uh, rookie of the month, but um, I just to give you another chance. Do you want to get the next player? Was in two thousand seven. Um, I'll give. I'll, I'll even give you the month. September two thousand seven. Uh, James Loney. It was James Loney. Okay. That was his his crazy month uh, where he went nuts. I think he drove in thirty two. Um, yeah. The others. I, I'll just run through the list. Um, this would have been a good one. Blake DeWitt, May 2008. It would have been a guess of mine, I think. <laughs> uh, D. Gordon, September uh, 2011. Yasiel Puig, June 2013. And then perhaps my favorite on here, Alex Guerrero, April two- 2015. Um, Corey Seager, June 2016. And then the two Bellinger years. And then before. that was He was the last one to win one hmm. before Outman this year. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a... Uh, that was good stuff. Well, I have trivia questions for you, and by me I mean Craig. But I will be—I'll be playing, uh, you know, game show host. I'll be reading Yay. them to you. So I will, and I'll have the answers. So I'm going to feel great because it's time for questions, Craig. We love them. You know, it's going to be great trivia questions when it starts with the sentence or segment sentence fragment when Austin Bard's homered last month. You ready? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Before before nope. we g- get into this, I want just to to set the stage because uh, Saturday was Austin Barnes bobblehead night at, at Dodger Stadium, um, and it was it was great. Do you think because he's the lowest WRC plus player to ever get a bobblehead mm. in the year he was given it? Yeah. Maybe. So <laughs> maybe, I have to yeah. look. But well, earlier and I mean, week, I mean, outside, not just Dodgers ever <laughs> earlier in the week, uh, there was a, a weird decision um, given the timing. It was a joint 
rookie bobblehead with James Outman and Miguel Vargas. Yeah. Uh, so they James Outman's wife threw the first pitch out. Miguel Vargas was in Oklahoma City, <laughs> where he's been since July. Um, so that was weird. But um, so to set the stage, uh, his family's there. His wife, uh, Austin Martin's wife, threw out the first pitch. His son Royce, uh, maybe he's two. I don't remember how old he is, but like. Before, like, pregame festivities, like, the grounds crew is, like, still, like, finishing up, like, hosing down, getting the infield ready and stuff. And they're kind of fishing. <laughs> hosing down Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Gotta yeah. give him a bath. He's so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and the first, I don't, I was kind of just sort of watching, but I, I think one of the cameras on the field, and they, they are actually putting on the video board, Austin Barnes' son just, like, started booking it for the infield and they're like oh and then like the, so the family's like oh okay so they go like corral him he's like throwing a fit he tries it again and he he's like throwing it, it i mean it had to be like a sort of a, a bit of a, a an ordeal right but yeah. like it was also adorable and yeah. um but and to the point where um when his austin martin's wife threw out the first pitch she did it from the mound while holding Royce. <laughs> and so, I mean, look, the, the pitch bounced, obviously, but who cares? That, yeah. She threw a pitch while holding a baby. <laughs> She's a hero in my book. And then and then later uh, in that game, Austin Barnes doubled and the, scored the Dodgers' first run. So he, he's on a seven-game hitting streak right now. When Austin Barnes homered last month, it meant that he had at least one home run in seven straight seasons as a Dodger. So today's trivia questions are about Dodgers who have streaks of homering at least once in consecutive seasons. I almost nailed that and then just had the tri- yeah. trivia questions. Since divisional play began in 1969, three Dodgers have homered at least once in 13 straight seasons. Can Eric name these annual home run threats? I don't know. No, um, let's see. So I think... Oof. Um... One, I'm guessing, is Steve Garvey. Correct. Um, is he 70 to 82? Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, I th- hmm, since 69, okay. Getting to 13 years is, is a lot. Um, so, like, for instance... Andre Ethier played 12 years for the Dodgers, so he's not there. Um, 06 is 17. Uh, and for some reason, so... Uh, I, I, I want... I, there, there's got to be a year. I, I'm going to just say it just for volume, but Bill Russell. No. Okay, I, I was going to... He had to have a zero year in there somewhere. Um the other thing is like, I, I think they got rid of Ron Say after eighty one, and I he didn't debut early enough to make thirteen years, so I'm not going to say him. Um, and I don't know. Oh, okay. Wait. Now, okay. Um, Steve Yeager. Steve Yeager is one of the names you're missing. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, so it's just one left. Just one left. I have oh. a very minor hint if you want it. Um. Yeah, I think I'll have to take it because I'm I'm kind of having a rough. Go. I would not consider this player a home run threat. <laughs> I think Craig's lying to you. Hmm. Oh, I think because he said home run threats. Yeah. Um. This yeah, player's just... career. Oh wait, 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 wait. Um. Oh. Okay, I'm going to take a shot. No, he couldn't because he didn't. He barely played in 80. No, I'm just going to say it. Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha is correct. Because So he's 80 to 92. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Wow. Because there, there had to be, like, a one or a two there in there. There are two ones in there. <laughs> so one of my f- favorite things now, obviously, like, you know, stats weren't always, like, part of the broadcast and stuff. But when Mike Sosha hit the home run off Dwight Gooden in game four the 88 NLCS the Dodgers were down two games to one they're down four two in the ninth that series is basically over at this point they're about to go down three to one it would have been 
rough sledding. Uh, first guy gets on. Then Mike Sosha hunting a fastball like nobody's ever hunted a fastball. Hits it over the fence. By the time Sosha's like not even to second base, Al Michaels is like, he has 35 home runs in eight and a half years. I will, like, for, so that's always stuck in my head. Like, yeah, because I, I like, he was the occasional home run guy, but like, yeah. yeah. But like, so was Jaeger. Oh, Jaeger had more power, but like, he didn't and, play but, a lot. Before, too, if like, you hadn't guessed Jaeger, I would have told, my hint was going to be, I would not consider either of these really home runs. Yeah. Runs. Yeah. Can Eric name That's the good. current Dodger who has the longest streak of homering at least once in consecutive seasons? And th- this is for the Dodgers? I believe so. I'm going to double check something real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if we're... If it's for the Dodgers, just given the departure, It is for the Dodgers. Then it's Chris Taylor. It is Chris Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, I was making... Wait, but, but he's tied with Barnes, then. Uh, no, Chris Taylor has eight straight Stevens. 2016, he hit one after the, right after the trade. Touche, yeah. Um, and then Barnes has seven, and then Muncie goes six. Yeah. In the wild card era, you think you might get this one. There was one double-digit year streak of homering at least once in consecutive seasons. Can Eric name this player? Um, wait. Oh. What? Um, oh, he doubled his year streak. So, um, oh, that has to be um, Karras. It does not have to be Karras. Um, I'm shaking my head for all the, the listening audience. Oh, so also he predated, part of that predated the wildcard error. So technicality, that's the only reason I'm wrong. Um, oh, Andre here. There you go. It's like you were rattling yeah. off stats. Um, this man. <laughs> so, uh, but getting back to Muncie, I should have noted this before. So, Thursday, I think, was the last day of this. He homered late in that game to pull the Dodgers within one. Nine straight games with an extra base hit at that point. Um, and that ties a Dodgers record. Um, uh, Jack Fournier in, like, 1925 for Brooklyn. And then John Roseboro, another catcher you wouldn't yeah. expect home runs out of <laughs> had the other three. But um, he Muncie, like, hurt his shoulder. It looked very bad on the broadcast, like he on a swing on Sunday. And he came out late. Um, he finished the bat like it was one pitch, and he struck out. But like he was like he swung, and he's like, oh. And then he's like he's stretching out his shoulder. After the game, Roberts is like he he tweaked his shoulder. We don't think it's an IL situation, which you know how this goes, right? Like we're, <laughs> we're there's off day Monday. They're gonna come into Miami Tuesday. But we're gonna he's obviously not gonna start Tuesday. Then they're gonna be like. Well, we'll, well see, you, you know, know we, we know amputations yeah. off the table, so don't worry about <laughs> right, that. exactly. So, like, but it's like the the timing because he was he had just during this that X race hit, hit streak earlier in the streak he, he got his average like last week above two, like starting with a two for the first <laughs> time in like two over two months. So he's like just starting to like pick it up. Like he's had a above average offensive year generally, but like, you know, in, he's just starting to like find another gear and it's like rough, rough timing. If that, if it's, if it's anything serious. So yeah. The famous Dodger Enfield played together from June, 1973 through the 81 season. Can Eric guess the longest streak of consecutive seasons when the foursome Garvey Lopes, Russell and say all homered at least once that season. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm. The problem is trying to guess which. What are the? What's the Bill Russell zero year? Um, so. I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna say it's. Hmm, I'm gonna say it's five, and it's seventy six to eighty. You are on the money. Oh really? Uh, okay. Bill Russell had two zeros, uh, seventy five and eighty one. So. Mm-hmm. Feeling good? You did great. I, I am feeling good. I I, I pulled that one out of my butt. So, yeah. What is your immaculate grid strategy? The first name that comes to you, or do you try to think of an obscure player? Also, is Matt Hurge's a favorite answer? You're much better at this than me, so I'm going to start. Because it'll, I, yeah. I, I, I started by, like, always forcing the hardest player I could do. But there were a lot where I was just off. Did you know that Matt Kemp and his should have been MVP season only hit thir- 39 home runs? I, I did know sure. that because they, had a, they, they also had a rain out in Washington, D.C. when we all 
everyone knows he would have homered in that game that they never made up. So, so yeah, he was yeah. my my closest attempt yet to get a get a grid and didn't happen. Uh, so if I if it's especially if it's a Dodger, uh, I will try to do uh, obscure. And a lot of times I love to do famous players who have low percentages. That's my favorite name to kind of go for. But I'm not the expert, uh, especially in relief pitchers that uh, that you mm. are, Eric. So I I'm happy to just get names. I I've I have found in playing immaculate grid I have a lot of blind spots. Um, I have definitely I just, found uh, like American League teams. I just really really struggle. Yeah, I I start so I don't play it every day. I play it when I get to it, and I'll, I'll just I'll double I'll check it like my my usual like uh, quote unquote game time is either. Before I go to bed, or maybe when I wake up and I'm I'm like on the iPad, uh, I'll do like the New York Times spelling bee, the crossword, and maybe like the Sudoku's or something like in that range. Then I will occasionally do Immaculate Grid. I I I I I think I got caught up in trying to do obscure. To where I, I would lock up on like basic stuff and then just forget like any like any single person who played for like these two teams or whatever. So, but it, I've just so when it comes to Dodgers, I do try to think of the most obscure because try to get like less than one percent um, for those. Um, also, I anytime I believe that were the Nationals yesterday or today, I don't remember. Uh, anytime it's a national, I try to guess an expo. For sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I, tr- I try to go to like my era, which is like basically 1980s baseball cards. And like, um, so it's harder to do that sometimes, but like that, that's what I go to. I, I do enjoy guessing Dave Parker a lot. Um, cause he's like an extremely good player, but also is surprisingly low percentage on a lot of people forget that he, he played for the Brewers and the Angels, um, uh, and the Reds, even though he was like second in MVP with the Reds one year. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I just, I'm trying to think like, I don't think Matt Hurd just hasn't come up as a lot that I can remember because I, I don't remember when how many times they actually do same division people, but maybe I'm just mm-hmm. not, but yeah, I don't know. I, but I, then at a certain point I just try to do have fun. Like also yeah. whenever, whenever possible, guess Eddie Murray. Um, <laughs> also that's another rule. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, I just try to like, I, I, I try to make it more fun than like, Oh, why can't I get this? You know, kind of a thing because then it gets frustrating. So, yeah. According to Baseball Reference, 39 home runs are the most hit from the leadoff spot. <clears throat> Mookie Betts has hit 38 from the number one spot. The contest predict the game where Betts surpasses Alfonso Soriano and George Springer for the record. Okay, so he's at 38 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dodgers have played 136 games, so they have 26 left. Um, they This week they are playing at Miami for three games, at Washington for three games, and then they're back home for the pod, excuse me, for the Padres. But he's already at 38, so I'll let you go first if you want. September 5th. Okay, I was like, that's too late. That's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, yeah, Mookie. Wait, you're saying? Yes. Hold on, hold on. He's I hitting two person. home runs on Tuesday is what I'm okay, saying. Okay, so he's surpassing 39. So, oh, boy. Um I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Friday, the eighth. Hater. I am a hater. <laughs> I will note he. Um, I believe he's at ninety-eight RBIs right now, and only um, two players have ever driven in a hundred from the leadoff spot. Uh, so I think he's gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. For the next one? I don't know why. <laughs> it's not a trivia question. Don't worry. I'm not picking no. you up. While the MVP races in both leagues are full of big names, the Cy Young Award races look really open. What are your thoughts on which pitchers need a big September to win the prize? I have not looked at this one for one second. Like, um, no Dodgers are going to qualify um, for any of – because the, they're not going to have enough innings. Not that that's, like, the sole determinant, but, like, I just haven't been paying attention. Now – 
I did check before we went on. So Blake Snell is leading with a 250 ERA, the National League. Uh, he also walks a billion, um, and like he had a really good stretch there. But like, yeah, there. I know Cy Young is is wild. Like, but no. So anyway, he has a two fifty. I just want to know Clayton Kershaw, currently at two forty eight. Uh, but he's also twenty four in each yep. side, and he's not going to qualify. But just to show you where where we're at. But like, um, so legitimately, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly were were having good years. Zach Gallen, I think, more so than Merrill Kelly. And the Dodgers absolutely put the wood to both of those guys earlier in the week. Um, not that that like you know knocks them out, but just like. It is a weird year. I think Zach Wheeler leads in Fangraphs War, and like his numbers are okay, but like I don't. I, mean, I was trying to figure out how his WAR was so much higher, but um, it's it's wide open. I I do so. Th- I have a vote for um, Rookie of the Year this year, and I'll Rookie of the Year. Um, so uh, sadly, Kaz Ishii is not uh, on the on the ballot. Well, he could be. I could write him in. No. Um, yeah. So I, I have not been thinking too much about the Cy Young, to be honest. Um, more, I just haven't been. It just hasn't been on the radar. Uh, now, like Spencer Strider uh, is having a great year. I think he leads in strikeouts. Uh, the Dodgers did get four runs off him the other night, but he also struck out a ton. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's I, probably wide open. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really like it really is just. I don't. Th- there's a lot of names that don't necessarily need a September win if the other potential players have bad Septembers, but it's yeah. definitely I don't nothing set for sure. Yep, Bobby Miller, I think is what we're, what we're saying. <laughs> uh, Ryan Yarbo. <laughs> you know what? It's good. You make good points. <laughs> Hopefully, we get a chance to get dim sum in the near future. But my question is about when was the last time you ate Chinese food? For myself, a few weeks ago, I had to pick up food for a dinner. We had sweet and sour pork, beef and broccoli, vegetable chow mein, and walnut shrimp. And while I have not had it in a while, I love Panda Express orange chicken as much as the last person. Anyway, love to hear your favorites, and have a good week. So, uh, I do like Panda Express as a very, like, a quick option um, for that. And you know what's weird? I I don't dislike orange chicken, but I don't really get orange chicken when I go there. Um... I like getting um, actually chicken and mushroom. Um, beef and broccoli is a classic. Um, there's like a. I could. I'm trying to think. Like Kung Pao chicken is, is fine. Um, I like the spice of it. Um, I'm trying to think of something that else that stands out there like there's a ton of like good options um i do like when i when i order like a like a chinese fast food type place or just chinese food in general i tend to skew more noodles there because i think i make rice more at home (laughs) um so i i think that's my go-to um one of those things and, and noodles or something i uh so I've had two bad food poisonings as a kid. Oh. One was uh, garlic shrimp at a Chinese restaurant, and the other was a fish taco from Baja Fresh. Baja, oh no, not unfresh. So fresh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so oh, no. things that resemble those two, and I haven't pinpointed uh, cilantro is a big one uh, that I right. haven't pinpointed. But there can be other things that if they like it tricks my brain into thinking that's the same thing. It'll fight it and give me nausea and all sorts of sad things. Uh, that said, uh, especially at dim sum, there are a number of dishes, uh, most of which resembling Bowen dumplings, <laughs> uh, that I can eat oh, as Bao is mi- so good. And then yeah. what dim sum was actually the last time I had Chinese food. It was while, uh, my son was in the NICU, uh, was my wife's birthday came out. So we were at, the, and there's a, a really, the, uh, a really good dim sum place in Kansas city. We're like, want to go there? It's, it's down the block. So it was, it was, you know, a mile away, but close enough than closer than Lawrence. So we went and had a fantastic meal. It was really delicious. I was trying to think the, so the la- I think the last time I had Chinese food, it's probably been like two, three months. Like I just haven't had it in a while. And at, we're recording this later on Sunday night, but like, 
to the point where I just checked my phone and uh, <laughs> that my local Panda Express is already closed and oh. I'm cursing Craig under my breath. Right I mean, now. I'm sure there's a, you know, a small business one that's open. Get, get, but, get yourself and, to Google reviews or something. Yeah, it's already like, it's too late for that. I'm not, I don't want to have to get out of my car. <laughs> what if, <laughs> <laughs> I have to try? No, anyway. Um, yeah, that's, uh, as always, we're hungry when we're done with this. But uh, you know who else is hungry? Our, our listeners uh, for more Dodgers baseball. I thought you were going to go with Bobby Miller again, but I was no. He's who knows, but he's probably hungry for another win. Um, he'll he'll uh, pitch in the uh, National Series, but that's it for us. Um, we'll uh, be back with a regular episode next week. Um, hope you are enjoying whatever food, uh, Chinese or otherwise, that you are eating while listening to this. Uh, see if I can land this plane. Uh, easily? Nope, I cannot. Um, no, <laughs> I that's be- it. I uh, believe in you. We're the Three Inning Save Podcast. I'm Eric Steven. That's Jacob Birch. We are produced by Brian Salvatore. We are part of the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.